and welcome back to Joe Meets World, episode 150, in which we watched episode 14 of season 7 of Boy Meets World, the final season. I'm going to be like you, Dad. Joining me this week from his palatial estate outside of beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love, my brother from another mother. You love him more than you love me, Mr. Philly himself, Philly Chuck. Hey, buddy. Hey, have I ever told you that my favorite part of your intro is the little tongue smack in the beginning? It go, It's like, hey, everybody, welcome back. No. Here's, here's something about that. I probably do do that sometimes. I think what you're also hearing is when I release my pen. Because nope. it's faint enough that it sounds like a little... Not in my head, Cannon. All right, fine. <sighs> How you doing, buddy? Oh, just just great. Just fantastic. I just gave you a compliment. Why are you being antagonistic? <laughs> I'm not being antagonistic. You know, you got to put a smile on that face. Okay, Joe. Curl up that punum. That punum? Curl it up. I don't know if curl up that punum is uh, accurate. Curl I mean, up I the punum. It, I guess it, <laughs> that would be a fun thing to do. Like all the baby talk things that, like, you know, like ants say, like, oh, look at those cheeks. And then just get progressively more serious about it. Like, yeah, just turn into Walter White. Look at those cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Get real accurate about it. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> exactly. Just don't even open your teeth. That's a skill. I mean, if you want to call it that, I'm going to the Olympics. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm um, just fantastic. Okay. Super believable. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it's been yeah. a it's been a fine day. It's been a fine day. Just you know, just a lot of in in between a lot of things. I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. So good. It's good, good but it's it can be you know draining on the, mm. the attention. Sure. That's I mean, all. you know, everything is like that. To a certain extent. Even your favorite things can be draining. Like, oh, oh I'm, I have been playing my favorite video game for five hours and I'm so tired. I was really expecting you to say I've been playing Pokemon for the last five hours. <laughs> you know, I was going to. But then I thought better of it because... You, you'll you experience that when I take you on your first Pokemon adventure. Mm-hmm. And show you around the the glorious world of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week when Joe and I play Pokemon. Oh, it's not going to be that soon. Uh, can I hit... Are there any sexy gym champions I can hit on? <laughs> You've never played a Pokemon game, clearly, because yeah. Okay, good, good to know. 
Yeah. Yes, we've talked about this. I think we've talked about this in the podcast. I've never played a Pokemon game. Like, I think... Yet. Maybe... Maybe, um, maybe I played Pokemon Stadium for N64. Maybe? Yeah, it's still not an adventure, buddy. No, no, it's not. I agree. I agree, it's not. So, yeah. So tell me, Chuck. Yes. Since the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. what is something that made you happy? I got a new job. Whoa, whoa. Woot, indeed. That's good. Yes, it's a lot less stressful. Uh, working with good people. And I'm just genuinely happier. I'm, I'm awake during the day, dude. Getting your vitamin D. Why gotta say it like that? I, I mean, I just, I didn't. What's I something did. that made you happy, Joe? Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will already have been out for a week. But uh, this week, I found out that TMNT Shredder's Revenge will be releasing very soon. And I'm going to, and it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass, which I already pay for. So I am getting a TMNT game for free, essentially. And I am very excited. Yay! I'm going to punch all the foot soldiers. All of all them. All of them. Every Purple, single one. Purple, blue, orange, yellow, green. Right. Chill now. Green. Fuck green. Green. Careful, Icarus. Listen, listen. In fairness, orange is the real bullshit. Orange. Uh, yeah. Shit. I always hated orange. Yeah. Me too. Little creamsicle looking <laughs> weirdo. Which is. Listen, I love. I love creamsicles. Why? Why are you gonna bring that into it? Not when they're like throwing ninja stars at me. That's what I was going to say, because they threw ninja stars, and they were fucking annoying, and I hated yeah. it. Yeah. That's why I went into a, a, just a giant rage spiral when you mentioned them. I wonder Ooh. if dinosaurs are going to fly. So they showed some footage, and it looks like Bebop is in a business suit at one point, and I'm very intrigued to see how that happened. Yeah. Now me too. Yeah. That's the only reason I want the game now. It's just to see what wise Bebop in a business suit. Yeah. Exactly. What if he was like uh what was what was um Christian Bale's character in American Psycho? What was his name? I really don't remember. I just always think of him now as Christian Something Bale. Bateman. Something Bateman. Uh, it doesn't matter. Patrick Bateman. Patrick there Bateman. There we go. Yeah. You got me there. What if he's just like Patrick Bateman? That he was... like does a skin routine in the morning. Listen, I know that there are uh, modders and people that like to animate things for fun. Please, for the love of God, somebody animate the American Psycho trailer with Bebop in Patrick Bateman's place. Even if everybody else is actual footage and you just insert Bebop, that would be hilarious. It would. Please. I need this in my life. I want to see Bebop flexing, looking at himself in a mirror while he fucks a chick. Yeah. That would be great. Oh. No, Rocksteady. No, it's... He's fu- got to be doing Rocksteady. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it had to be Rocksteady. I was like, no, Bebop, no, no. he's a warthog. Yeah, let, let him have it. But okay. 
let him have Rocksteady. Rocksteady ain't letting nobody clap his cheeks. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he would. He would. He'd be Bebop. Patrick so, Bebop. Tell me, Chuck. This last what? time we recorded, what's some good that you did? I think I think I just did it, didn't I? No, no, you did I not. Put that into the world. Nope. That's that is solely my creation. That's the good I'm trying to do is get away from that as quickly as possible. <laughs> nah, I'm on it now. No, okay. <laughs> I'll give you a real one. <clears throat> I uh the one of the guys that I work with, uh I I have started driving him home uh which is completely out of my way. Uh every day. So Man, you give a lot of people rides. You know, some people just need rides, and I don't like it when people walk, especially in like inclement weather, and it's very hot here. So listen, that's fair. That's fair. I was gonna, I was gonna say walking's good exercise, but, but like if if he if he wants to walk, he can. Like I'm not bogarting him with anything, but you know, in a hundred plus degree weather, I'm I'm certainly not gonna make him walk. That's fair. That's that's mighty. That's mighty kind of you. Mighty kind. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's some good that you did? No, nothing. You did nothing. That's fine. Hey, I survived this week. Like I just took care of myself. That's really that, what. And I, that I'm, is I'm, good. Self care, man. It is. It's important. I feel bad that it's. But, but like I've had a rough month. I'm coming out of it. We're gonna yeah. start some things for other people. So it's all good. It's just sometimes you got to, man, put your mask on before you put on others' masks. Like, you can't help other people till you help yourself. That's right. And you know what? Sometimes you just need a break for some chalky milk. Yep. So let's talk about Boy Meets World. Uh, Are you sure? We can, we yeah. still be brought up the topic of chalky milk. Uh, no, listen, I did not. I promise you. We did. I did no. Nope. Both nope. of us equally. Nope. <laughs> nope. That is certainly not happening. And the record shows that. So, Boy Meets World. Yeah, okay. I guess, you know, the reason we're here. <laughs> I'm going to be like you, Dad. So, once I started watching this, and it's always one of those things where I watch the first couple minutes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, it's this episode. I was very happy because I'm like, oh. Chuck's going to like this. This is a very Eric-centric episode. Yes. And, of course, you, you have me on, and I appreciate it. Anytime there's a a very uh, Eric Wilfredell, America's Treasure-centric uh, episode. Because, we, but, well, no, I just said because you're a very nice person and you know what you know what makes me happy. It's true. And we even got like a full Eric yell on this too. Not Will doing it, but when Will comes in and the crowd just go, woo! Like we haven't gotten a good solid one of those in a while. Yeah. Yeah. The other other thing I found funny that I was, I had had intended on bringing up and then this episode kind of ruined it was we haven't really had a lot of Rachel lately. Like Rachel has has like she almost just cameos in episodes. She's yeah. not really the focus. No. Well, I mean, she's a, a recent addition. So No, but remember, she like she's been on the show like season six, 
most of Eric and Jack's bits on the show revolved around Rachel, them all being roommates, et cetera, et cetera. Like she yeah. was, she, she has taken a clear backseat to just at like before this. Cause like, uh, so she's in this episode. She was in the episode where did you do that with me? You did where, um, Eric and Jack had to dress up in drag. Yeah. And or was she in that episode? She, or, no, she was in the episode where they had the triplets. It's been, but that's just it. Like she, she was in the wedding episode and then kind of just disappears. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I believe it's the next two episodes is actually going to be a lot more about her, which is in, well, it's not about her, but she's more involved. And I find that interesting because we're now getting to the back half of the season. And it's just, <clears throat> you'll see when we do those episodes, when we do that episode. But it's kind of interesting how that all works out, where it's like she's clearly not a part of everything. And then we have this thing where she's clearly made to be important in the grand scheme of things right before the show ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does she come back for Girl Meets World? No. Okay. Jack and Rachel do not come back for Girl Meets World. Okay. Which, so Rachel makes sense, honestly, for real world and show reasons. Jack, okay. I find to be an odd omission from Girl Meets World. Hmm. Okay. But we'll we'll talk about that, you know, when we get there. Sure. So the, my first note was when um, Corey was dipping his onion rings in cheese, which is a delightful treat, as we all know. But the way he was doing it, I just wrote, "No one eats like that." Like he's just flinging his onion rings around, and nom nom nom, nom like just nobody eats. Like yeah, that. it's silly. Yeah, I mean, it's a it was kind of a goofy Corey episode where he's the uh, he's not the focus, but you know, it's kind of his show, so they gotta yeah, they gotta give him something. Yep. So there's that. Oh, and they're they're doing the test from a magazine to see how long they'll live, which which has got to be the tamest one of those tests I've ever heard of. Well, you know, ABC Family, though. So we'll just take care of Corey right now. Just screw it. Um, I thought I always thought it was pretty. I always thought it was decent. It was decent writing, but I find it very funny now when he goes to the doctor, and the doctor just goes, "Are you gay?" Which is like the first time they openly just. They've had a lot of homosexual friendly content and a few jokes at it, but this is the first time it's just like, "Corey, are you gay?" And he's like, "No," and then he goes, "Are you?" Yes, I am. And they just keep going. I'm like, that's a great way to deal with that, too, in that time. Where it's just yep. like, okay, no, are you? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, on we go. Then he starts molesting his armpit. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also just wrote malpractice when he was at the doctor, because it's like, the, it, it felt to me, it's always felt to me. And, well, he gets a diagnosis, so it's true. The doctor knows he's just full of shit and just needs something like he's just he's acting out, whatever. Something else is it's not a serious deal. Something else is going on. 
But then he's like, I'm going to give you every test in the book. Like, we're going to do this together. It's like, like that's malpractice, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, that that's kind of a legitimate thing because you have to disprove his paranoia in order to break through psychologically. I mean, that's a valid method of doing I, it. I guess. Infallible proof. So. And, and so then, like, Corey, he does get a diagnosis of hypochondria and gets um, placebos. Which yep. he overacts and chews the scenery on that, which is fine because that's what he's supposed to do. It's it's for the joke. Yeah, but I also I, I definitely like the delivery of uh, I have to be on these for the rest of my life, and he screams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That's always a good one. Yeah. I, I also noted the most realistic part of their apartment to me at this point is that they have a window which looks directly onto a brick wall. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, and then just to skip to the after credits to finish up Corey, you know, it's a very sweet thing where it's just like where Sean and Angela, like he just wants to know you're going to take care of him. And like, there is a message in that where it's like, he like men need to feel safe too. And it's just Corey's going through this moment in their relationship where he's like, we're married now, you know, we're doing our thing, but like, are you going to be there when times get real tough? Like if I get sick, are you going to take care of me? Because unfortunately not everybody does that. You know? Yeah. Very true. So that, that was a very sweet moment. And then they punctuate it with uncle Maury. I'm sorry. Uncle Sammy Sosa. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> I just, I'm so, like, okay. So first off, this is again, clearly like a very old Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And just this old, this old frail man doing the Sammy Sosa kiss and like peace to heaven. Yeah. It always cracked me up. It's just, it's a funny visual and bless this man's heart. Sure. He's dead now, but if he's alive, bless him. He's old. Maybe it was prosthetics. (laughs) (laughs) He was 18. He just needed heart. Just need to get a SAG card. Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, the, the nice men in white suits show up and he jumps in the one's arms and then Corey jumps in the other's arm. It's, it's a cute little send off. Yeah, that was fun. And then let's go back to the meat of the episode. Yes, Eric. please. Eric. So Eric go now, even though now here's and this is what really st- stuck out to me this time watching through. Even though we've established that Eric works at the student union, even though we've established that he is a credit to the student union, that he's very good with people, people enjoy him being there. They, I, you didn't watch that episode with me. They even introduced this snotty rich girl who's their boss and fires Jack and then disappears forever. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, it, it's more annoying now when I'm like, she just, she's literally there for an episode does something that they completely ignore and disappears forever. Maybe she got got by a serial killer. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she was in other stuff. No, I mean the character, man. The character? No. Don't uh, get dark on me, dude. So, um, after all that, they decide that Eric needs to go back to work at his, his their parents both own it. The parents' outdoor store. Which I did like the Blair Witch reference, which is 
ages this so much now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I have a question, though. Go ahead. Wasn't it established earlier in the canon that Alan worked at a supermarket? You were here for this. We watched these episodes, I thought. Um, yes, he worked at okay. a supermarket, and then it's it was a whole arc in the show. Because Eric has worked there before in high school. Um, I don't. I don't recall this. This might have actually been during your break, which would be funny now in retrospect. So, one day Alan quits his job without consulting Amy because he's realized that he's essentially a middle-aged man, and he's working at the at the job that was a temporary job out of high school just to make some money and you know keep his, sure. his girlfriend and family, you know. Um, yeah. and then they happen to go into this outdoor store, which is the same set that they used for this one. And the, uh, owner is retiring and Amy says, well, we'll buy it. Okay. And then she, cause they'd had an argument where she goes, you know, you don't get to just make decisions for this family without consulting me. Like we're partners in this. And then that's where like she essentially does the same thing back to him, but for his benefit, where it's like, well, I'm not asking your permission. I'm making this decision for the family. You got one, I get one. And then okay. it was a set piece for a while. It was somewhere different to go. And um, Eric worked there, and they even introduced a quasi love interest for Eric, who was a lovely, lovely girl. And then she disappears too. And this was serial killer. I think, yeah, there's this, yes, there's a serial killer that's going after all of Eric's love interests. Um, I, this was all like his senior year in high school. And like that year he took off Ash, Ash, whatever. Um, because then I think the way he leaves that job is when they want to start charging him rent or they want him to go back to school, and that's when he becomes a security guard, and then he ends up going back to school, and then we go, and then it becomes the whole him and Jack thing. And then we don't really hear about the, sh- the store anymore. Ah, there, was, okay. there was some good stuff with the store. I just wasn't sure if I was remembering correctly. Yeah, I mean, you were. It's just that there's a segment you missed where they transitioned. <clears throat> cool. And, um, what you need to bring I, away from that is that I was paying attention. It's true. That is true. And I do actually think it's interesting that we've talked about, I can't remember if you and I literally talked about, but I've talked on the show that they've just, this is, this is where they all just kind of start, the writers start assuming things. We like Feeney is over having, you know, dinner or brunch or something with the Matthews. And it's all presented like when he lived next door. So we just kind of assume that after he retired, sold his house moved across the country, moved back, got married, that he just lives next door again. Like, he just bought his house back and just lives yeah, there. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a common Philadelphia thing. <laughs> everybody in Philly does it. Yep. At least once. I've moved into this house four times. <laughs> the other thing that just struck me that I love was when Eric goes, I don't work on Saturdays out of respect of my Jewish people. And I just wrote, yeah. Eric doesn't roll on Shabbos because I'm a big Lebowski fan. There you go. You but got yeah, one in. It amused me. That like that was just an odd choice. Um, and then it was. So then 
it's 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 a touch it 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 hit me different this time. I don't know why. Probably because of my life. Um where Amy really gets on Alan about like you don't believe in your son. You don't think he can do anything. Like you're trying to just protect him from the real world. Yeah, he's, you don't have any faith in him. Yeah, he's capable of more. Like, and uh, I do like it because it's one of those things. Watching as a casual, whatever, doing other things, watching, I didn't necessarily always pick up on, but here I did because I was paying more attention. Where she's like, I wanted him to work here to, to like know he could do more and like learn some things from you so that he can go out in the real world. And now you're putting like now, Alan, you're putting this cage around him, and he you're causing him to regress rather than grow. Yeah, and I mean they both kind of had points. Yes, I like, mean I, I understand both of their sides of the argument. Yeah, but this is one of those things where, and it's funny because I, I I I always forget this about the show that they explicitly state. Eric, Jack, and Rachel, because they're a little older than Corey, Sean, and Tamanga, are graduating from college at the end of the season. Like, they will be done unless they go to, you know, higher higher learning, uh, graduate degree, what have you. But, like, a associate's degree, let's call it an associate. They're, they're at least getting an associate's degree. Yes. Um, and I always forget that until we get here. That I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They they establish that it's the whole like, oh yeah, we're 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 all going on and doing our own things, and you know. And I like they're a little too indecisive for college students, but, but. yeah, and it's also kind of a little too late in their well, career to be picking what they're going to be doing. Well, here's the thing, and here's where I think perhaps through writing through idiot ball they actually kind of landed on a little hidden truth that how many people don't use their degree so it's true like for them to say okay i have this degree but i'm gonna be a veterinarian or i'm gonna you know i mean what was it what did she say a caterer like she can go be a caterer no matter what because like you don't need it like there can be degrees that help with that but you can also just do it yeah (laughs) and it kind of like i said like i think they were doing it a little bit to try and uh do more of that like high school energy of like i don't know what i want to do in my life i think that's what they're trying to evoke but i think they accidentally hit on some truth of like yeah plenty of people graduate get degrees and then never use those degrees it's very true and that it was a well placed if it was intentional, it was well placed. Yeah. And well executed. Um But I, I also liked the but, the reasons uh or the careers that Eric picked when Alan sat him down and asked him. That's what I was just gonna say. I like yeah. I like heart to heart. Exactly. And I I, I specifically like when he's his reasoning for picking those careers was ultimately to help others, especially since they they've established in the past and during this episode that Eric is very people centric. Yes. And that's where his, uh, his uh, strengths lie is in, you know, the personal connection and helping people. 
Well, and everything you just said is absolutely correct. And when he says weatherman, it's actually very funny because, and again, I'm pretty sure you actually were here for those. He was a weatherman in high school. He actually got to be, um, he was there as like a part of an internship kind of deal. And he was a weatherman. And then the, the local station owner told him, graduate high school, go to college, and then come back. And so like for him to say, I want to be a weatherman to help people, like that's rooted not just in the character's motivations, but in the character's history. Like he got to do that and knew he was good at it. And it helped people. And I just a little thing that I enjoy. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Little nugget there. Yeah. But yeah, they they uh the conflict with that tended to uh sort itself out once Alan realized that he was actually just trapping him his son in a cage, essentially. Yeah. And you know, he wanted uh something better. Because those those skis aren't going to stock themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the ultimate lesson we should all take from this episode. That's what those, everyone learned this week, Joe. Those skis aren't going to stock themselves. Yep. Big clearance. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, no, no. I, I think I think we touched on everything. Although I did find it weird that at just at one point the argument that the Matthews were having in the kitchen transferred to everyone being in the store. Yeah, that was uh that was I almost made a note of it and I'm like, it's gonna come up where it's not. Like it's just so obvious. Um, yeah, that was real awkward. But I mean, you know, that's just something to mention. Like, Amy being there, fine. Maybe it's just that she comes in to help once a week, and so she happened to be there. But, like, I really wanted to be, like... Feeny, Rachel, and Jack. No, well, Rachel and Jack, even, maybe they're visiting. But, like, George, you have classes to teach. When was yeah. the last time you taught a class, sir? Oh, he doesn't teach classes anymore. He's he's uh, nailing the principal. The dean. The principal? The dean, shut up. Of the college. The yeah, the college principal. Oh, but yeah. You knew what I meant, didn't you? I I did. I just it just made me laugh. I mean, you know, that's what I want to be when I grow up—a college principal with some chalky milk. Yes. <laughs> I will have anything, some. Have anything you'd like to plug? No. Okay. As always, if you want more of me and who wants that, you can go to JoePank.com, J-O-E-P-A-N-C-E.com. There's all kinds of links and goodies there and other stuff that, you know, you can contribute to, like the store or other things. Um, there's also the thread list that you can get to from the store, from the Joe Pank. If you don't want to do that, you go to JoePank.threadless.com. There's all kinds of designs there. There's usually sales and just go. You'll find something. Spend some money. Makes you happy. Makes me happy. You can follow me on Twitter at Cthulhu Holmes or Joe Pank. You can follow me on Instagram at JoePank36 where you can see my roll, first roll of the day. Um, I almost burped there. I'm sorry. It's fine. If you buy yeah. something at the store, you'll go to heaven. It's true. If you I buy enough. Get... Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And as Keep always, stuff. Is, it's true. And as always, if you want this show uncut and unedited up to three days early, you can go to patreon.com slash Joe Pank, get the entire show archived to until the beginning of time. For as little as $2 a month or as much as $3 billion a month. You know, that's a bargain. It's a steal at any price. To earn, to own your soul at $3 billion? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you give me, you know what? If you give me $3,000 a month. I will send you a certificate that I will sign in ink that says you own my soul. It'll be made from the skin on his back. Or paper, whichever. Um, So tell me, Chuck, what did we learn this week? Chocolate milk is your kryptonite. And I learned that my neighbors next door are home. Until next week. Do good.